Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today, we are continuing on with Interview with a Vampire with Candace. Hi. That was a lot of wits, right? Like, in a row. Like, my brain was like, whoa, whoa, where are we at? I'm not judging you. It's fine. It worked out. So, jumping right into it, um, my last note that I have uh, for, of where we left off was, so then Lewis is like, fuck you, Doc, and dips into his brother's old room with his coffin in tow. So, that should set the vibe for the episode we're going to have today. Yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, honestly, at this point, we're realizing that um, Louis, 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 mm-hmm. uh, and Lestat are very weird roommates. Um, yeah, not in love. <laughs> not in love makes me sad. I mean, one-sided love. I I imagine Lestat does love Louis. Probably. I mean, Lestat really has colonizer energy, though. Big colonizer energy. <laughs> big colonizer energy both with the enslaved people and with the white people that live in this place that he's decided Mm -hmm. he's going to take over yeah he's like all of this is mine now this is my money to spend as i like louis like he's just out there spending money i don't even know on what we're vampires we don't need any of that shit but he's spending it (laughs) have you heard about my lord and savior jesus christ let me convert you to christianity really oh my god oh my god do you have tithes are there dues like god like, he's so extra. And then, like, he has, like, his dad, who's, like, such a time suck. And, like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not this old man's fault that he's old. That's not his fault, yeah. right? He's just living his life. He's he's doing his mm-hmm. best, you know? But his son is terrible. And Louis is like, can you take care of your dad, please? And he's like, no. Leave me alone. I'm too busy living my life. You take care of my dad. Yeah. Like, what? What? Who says these things? <laughs> I don't know. Sat's just like a terrible person. He is. Um, He's the worst. He's truly the worst. (laughs) And then, yeah, basically, Louis trying to become a money manager. It's not going well because the stat does not want to be managed. No, at all. At all. I'm reading this um, King Medeus. Medeus? King Medeus retelling? The days? Yeah, Medeus Midas. or Medeus? Midas, oh my yes. god. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm reading this retelling and it's really like right now talking about money. Mm-hmm. It's I'm thinking about that because basically this king's like, oh, I could just, you know, get more gold at any point, like ruin the economy, <laughs> but whatever. I yeah. can just it'll be fine. You know, that's the stats <laughs> energy, is he's like, I could just get more money. I'll just turn you know, that guy seems like he has a lot of money. What if we just made him a vampire? It's like, whoa. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, that escalated quickly. You can't be king of all vampires. So that's like, challenge accepted. Yeah. Watch me. He's like, I'll just gatekeep and girl boss my way. To that's literally, rich. and that's literally what he's doing. And Louis is just like, you know what? Who am I to say what he can and cannot do? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, bitch. Step in the ring, Louis. Tell him, literally. tell him what's what. It's your money. You know he's yeah. wrong. Like, yeah, this book has quickly turned into a Jerry Springer episode. <laughs> you are not the father. No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> is that Jerry Springer? I said that, but I'm not convinced. Maury Povich is you are not the oh. father. Yes. <laughs> Same thing though. Same, Same situation. Yes. This week on Maury Povich, we're talking to toxic roommates. This roommate came in this person's house, kicked in the door, 
decided he was going to own all of his possessions, moved in his elderly father, refuses to take care of him, and now he wants alimony because the two of them are splitting up. Literally this book right now. <laughs> Literally this book. And no, before you ask, they're gay, but not with each other. Like, okay, good. They've only slept together once. <laughs> <laughs> and it seemed to be a little non-consensual. So yeah. more on that later. Lots to Louis says he regrets it. <laughs> Just so extra. Oh and then and then there's the boy that's like the audience eating popcorn. And then what did you do? <laughs> yeah, I gotta have an interview with this boy. This boy is like, this is not what I thought I was getting into when you told me at the bar that you were a vampire. I thought I was just gonna have a nice leisurely night of talking to a crook that like lives on the street next to me. Like I didn't think I didn't think it was gonna be all of this, okay? I had like 20 minutes penciled in for tonight. We've been here for five hours already. I forget that like he's, there's an interview going on at the same time. Like I just always, it's, um, you know, like princess bride. You forget that like, this is a grandfather telling his grandson this story. And so he's like, ah, yes. Where were we? Oh yeah. The pit of despair. And you're like, oh, (laughs) right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Those vibes in this book. This boy asks really good questions, though. I will give him that. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like he's asking way better questions than I would have asked if I were in this situation. I would have just been so distracted by him being a vampire. I would have just shut up the whole time and not said anything. (laughs) This kid at least remembers to be like, yeah, but what about, you know what I mean? He's like asking really good. It's a a pretty solid interview as interviews go. I need He's getting a lot out of his subject. Yeah, he's getting a lot out of his subject. Yeah. I'm terrible at interviewing so i really need that tips before i start contacting authors and be like hey you want to be on the podcast uh, let me know i'll help you Thanks, i like friend. to interview mm-hmm. appreciate that because i am like all right can we like <laughs> anyway you know <laughs> it's fine it's fine um so louis is killing only animals while a stat is looking for victims that will destroy families because yes. that's his kink i guess yeah i more on that he's 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 trying to do the most damage i think so when you read the vampire lestat Mm -hmm. it's a sequel but it's also like a prequel kind Mm -hmm. of uh to this book um and it gives you like the whole history of like why lestat is uh, is a jealous bitch and why he Mm -hmm. is so like emo and why he's got like all these problems and how his heart has been broken and blah 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 how he was made a vampire there's like a whole segment on that mm-hmm. and it's been forever since i've read it but i don't remember it excusing this awful behavior from book one i, I really honestly don't <laughs> but i think that's why he's like all obsessed with like making a family and then also like deconstructing other families mm-hmm. because he himself feels invalidated by his own kinship yeah that's fair. that's what i think yeah i mean i'll say this most i love i love when you get the point of view of a villain i love it mm-hmm. most Agreed. time it doesn't excuse them but no. like give it to me anyways you know yeah. well i mean you know you want to know their side of the story they might have reasonable mm-hmm. points i read um the prequel book about uh snow from the hunger games mm-hmm. very good very Satisfying. good okay. oh yeah I loved it. I if you okay, little plug for why book chat. I discussed it over there with Leah, so like listen to the episode. But it is very good. 
I really awesome. liked it. Like okay. it got like mixed reviews because it was not like the most hard hitting literature, but I enjoyed it. So because here's the thing, you know, you're like seeing this kid. He's like normal, normal, normal. And then like sharp detour and declining happens very quickly at the end. Right. Which I think that's how most people's descent into madness goes. So I'm not mad. Well, I mean, that's what happened to Anakin Skywalker. So mm-hmm. that checks out. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you get your peak of like why. And then you could just sharp decline, which whatever. Well, I mean, like once you figure out you're on the slippery slope, it's like, well, I can keep struggling and be tired forever. Or I can just go where I'm probably going to go anyway. <laughs> yep. I feel like it's better to do number two. At least then you've like built up your strength to be an awesome villain instead of mm-hmm. losing all of that strength and focus trying not to be a villain for a long time and i'll say it um jedis are kind of babies and the sith sounds pretty cool like when you become an adult you're like mm. yeah you know i don't blame i have them. a i have a lot of opinions on mm-hmm. on on sith versus jedi and mm-hmm. i don't want to derail your podcast so just remind me later to do a deep dive with you. <laughs> that could be a Patreon idea. episode. I think your- so. I think so. <laughs> Especially having just watched Tales of the Jedi. Lots of feelings. I haven't lots watched that. Theories. I just This is going off of my own opinions from when I watched Star Wars religiously as a child. Yeah. But I need to get in because I really liked seeing Ahsoka. So I need to watch The Clone Wars. I just haven't committed Listen. yet. Okay, if you want to watch The Clone Wars and have the best time of your life, because mm-hmm. uh, you will, mm-hmm. the first season is very difficult to get into because it's obviously for yeah. children. Like, it's a hardcore yeah. kid show. But once they get into season two, it's clear that it's not what they're trying to do. And by the time you get to season six, the final season, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, so this isn't for kids at all. <laughs> okay. for, this is a cartoon for adults. Got it. Um, mm-hmm. But if you want to do that, I highly recommend it. Watch episode one. Mm-hmm get all the way through it hate it so much be like this is some trash watch episode two mm-hmm. and then when you finish that and you think you can't take any more and you want to scratch your eyeballs out start clone wars and then you'll feel better okay yeah all right good to know because i started clone wars yeah. and i've watched like the first couple episodes and then yeah, the you gotta hit. get so <laughs> so get past those because they're not easy like ahsoka yeah. going master every five minutes is not cute um it's not not fun at all it's terrible um but once you get there it's awesome because that was my biggest problem with the with the prequels is that like anakin skywalker just goes like bad out of nowhere and is like angry all the time for no reason and just comes across just generally like whiny and terrible Mm -hmm. but when you watch clone wars you realize that this there's been a very especially with this new segment too, this tales of the jedi like that fills Mm -hmm. in even more blanks from mm-hmm. that from that era um you quickly start to understand exactly what's going on and the concerted effort that someone is taking to deceive like all these important people in the galaxy like it's really just dastardly and it mm-hmm. makes the betrayal of of chancellor palpatine like even worse like it just like it's it's wild it's really good though highly recommended okay yeah. i try and find like when i used to go to the gym all the time i'd have a gym show Mm-hmm. So it'd be my show I could only watch when I'm at the gym to make me want to go. Good incentive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was, um, what was my last one? It was Lower Decks. If you haven't I seen Star Trek. love oh, that show. So good. I haven't seen I the latest season. Oh, it's so good. There's so much. If you like Rutherford, 
mm-hmm. Ruther- like the 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 cyborg. Yeah. If you like Rutherford, this is the season for you. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Okay. And and if you're a big Star Trek fan in general, there's a lot of flashbacks that are just fantastic. Highly recommend. Yes. Love season three. So good. Back to <laughs> interview with the vampire. <laughs> So Lestat is basically trying to risk his life to kill this um, boy at the other farm. Like they're like kitty corner to another farm. It sounds like. So for whatever reason, because this is the only boy in this family, the entire family defends on this boy. Lestat's like, yeah, that one, I'm going to kill him. And Louis is like, don't do that. Stop being terrible. Yep. Yeah. Like, there's no reason out of the blue the stats like you know what just like cause a bit of chaos like spice up my life a little bit and he's Murder. like he's like i don't even care those freniers like i'm taking all their money like i need the freneer money i need the freneer fortune and i'm gonna go do it and louis like but they're nice people like there's no reason yeah. with this, there's no reasoning with that at all like he's no. like that he's like that house guest that'll just never leave like like what about bob that's what it's like <laughs> yeah literally though so bad <laughs> So basically, Lestat decided the way they're going to do this is via a duel. Yes. So the boy wins the duel, and Lestat's like, well, Rip, you're still going to die. <laughs> and Louis's like, please don't do it, please don't do it, please don't do it. And then, like, the fact that they run out of time. I want to say, like, reading that, I I, rem- I don't remember the first time that I read it because it's been such a long time. But, like, rereading it to talk to you, like, mm-hmm. I was sweating. I'm like reading this and I'm just like, yo, y'all are both going to die. I know that you don't because there's a whole ass book, but still like y'all are about to die. This is about to get real dicey. Like dude is like murdering this kid. Like, and the sun is five seconds from, from, from coming up like 0.5 seconds away from cresting over the mountaintop. And this kid's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take out one more person before I go to bed. Just one more. I know the duels at dawn. I'm cutting it close, but I'm just gonna, for good measure. I'm like, what happened to all the rules that you try to lay out like three pages ago to Louis about why he needed to mm-hmm. sleep with you in the coffin? All that's just out the door already. Out like, the window. No wonder Louis had like a hard time. And like, we're like 30 pages in. Louis like, when are you going home? <laughs> like, <laughs> no time. Yeah. No time. <laughs> I will say too, I have no trust that a main character will survive after I read. Um, I'm not gonna. I mean, most people, if you were really into YA dystopian books will know exactly what I'm talking about. But I believe it was by Veronica Roth. Let me double check that before I actually commit to saying that. But uh, I will never assume that the... Yeah, it's by Veronica Roth that the main character will survive ever again. Oh my god. Because, yeah, at the end of the book... Oh no! And you uh-huh. spend all this time thinking everything's fine? Uh-huh. Oh. And then the last like couple pages <laughs> of the book, you assume, you know, okay, yeah, they're going to make it out of here. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> the, the last couple pages of the book is a completely different point of view. Oh my God. A, no. Another character who's like after the funeral. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah, no! I have no trust. I have yeah, no trust. Can't. That put the stakes so high yeah. for all situations I've ever been in yeah i can feel that i feel that that would give me trust issues Mm -hmm. (laughs) so louis scared the rest of the family into staying home so lestat would not kill them which 
that's like that's like his first moment talking to like babette in a serious way and like as he's like communicating with her i'm like why didn't you try to like lock things down with this babette girl when you were still alive like why are you so like depressed that you couldn't like notice this beautiful woman that lives next door to you but that's fine that's like a whole other book yeah right (laughs) louis not noticing anything ever yes (laughs) i know like later on the interview kid is like so like were you like in love with her and louis like i mean maybe i mean i'm i'm not not in love with her yeah (laughs) well it's too late now now she she thinks you're a handsome ghost so Mm -hmm. yeah right now and then later she's gonna think you're the devil so basically like we'll see how this goes bro like you missed your shit (laughs) big facts so now the enslaved people are starting to get suspicious and Lestat decided to handle this problem by just killing off anyone. Anyone? <laughs> That's the question. So like reading this part, I remember just very much being like, like when I was younger, I didn't have a frame of reference for how things were written. I just kind of accepted it. But mm-hmm. now that I'm older and I've read like so much, like so many like slave narratives. I've read so many like black authors, like kind of accounts of slavery. I've read new takes Mm -hmm. on slavery by, by more modern black authors. Mm -hmm. Like the way this was written is so like dicey. Like it's like a little uncomfortable to read and rice talking about enslaved people. Like Louis is like, I had, I mean like, like he's saying nice things, right. Mm -hmm. But the way he's saying them like sucks. So he's like, I should have taken the enslaved people. I should have taken the slaves more seriously. Like I, I, I misunderstood just because they don't speak the language that I speak and have a completely different countenance, which terrified me. Like I wasted yeah. so much time being scared of these black people instead of getting to know them and realizing that they're like actually really smart. And they're like arguably smarter than us because like they have both like a, uh, like a, like a grounded, like earthly side and they're mm-hmm. really in touch with their like spirituality and like their super and the supernatural elements of this world. And they, like, mm-hmm. figured us out in five seconds flat because they're so smart. Like, he's basically talking about, like, how, like, the slaves, like, have eyes and looked at them mm-hmm. and went, nah. Right? Like, that's literally, like, every black horror movie yeah. today is glance, nah. And then it's over. Right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's literally, like, the joke now. Yeah. And this book is written, like, in, what, the 70s, I think? Like, the, the late 70s, early 80s. This book is being written about a man, like, in, like, the 1700s. And like mm-hmm. it's just hilarious to think that like black people being like that's not kosher right something's wrong yeah. with that situation is something that like this author is, is is like acknowledging has been the thing for like 350 years at this point i was like thank you so much thank you so mm-hmm. much for recognizing that that is uh, the gift of my people we do in fact go Mm-mm, at stuff all the time no i will not be going into that closet alone no i will not I, I remember we went to go see um my mom used to be really into doing these like going to model homes things and there was one of them that had a what I can only describe as a Coraline door no and it was locked no and Double I was like no. <laughs> I was like oh that's really cool and my siblings who had just like recently watched Coraline with me they're like are you stupid um <laughs> Anything could be behind there. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, storage. It's across. <laughs> As someone who grew up up north, 
Like I had mm-hmm. a friend whose grandparents had, um, cause I'm from Pennsylvania. So I grew mm-hmm. up in a place that had like, um, like there's a lot of, a lot of historical sites up there and stuff like that. Like Washington crossing the Delaware, like there's like a whole area on both sides of the Delaware in different places where you can kind of go and celebrate and stuff like that. There's like a, um, there's a Washington's crossing, like actually by the place where I grew up and stuff. So <clears throat> a friend of mine, her grandmother uh inherited a house that had been in their family for generations um Mm -hmm. and like since colonial times and stuff and she um like it's just been passed down and passed down and passed down and they were uh their family actually helped people um enslaved people escape on the on the during the the underground railroads so there's like there are connective tunnels into some of those houses that people have had to like brick up or like put concrete in because they were they would connect houses that were both friendly so if somebody came to get raided, they could like move quickly to the next house next door and be safe. So yeah. I remember like I was a little kid and my friend like invited me over and I think I might have been like seven or eight years old. And she was mm-hmm. like, Candace, I can't wait to show you like my family has this awesome house. I was like, OK, so like I go to the house and we're playing games and it's really cool. And like I liked basements and stuff as a kid, like mm-hmm. they didn't scare me or anything like that unless they were very dark and unfinished, in which case I'm not going in your basement, even if you pay me. Um so I remember like really struggling as a child to like understand this house because the second I walked in, I got a weird vibe and I was like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. And then she like showed me all of these tiny doors in weird random places all over the house. Like there's some in the attic. There were some in the mm-hmm. kitchen. There were some in each bedroom. Like there were just like these weird and like there were different sizes and shapes and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like it looked, it didn't look normal. And she was like, yeah. I go in here all the time. My sister got stuck one time, but she was fine. And I'm like no then she showed me a dumb waiter (laughs) that just goes up and down right and she's like i can put you in there and send you to the top floor i'm like absolutely not no so fast forward years later i like take the archetype of this house right and put Mm -hmm. it into a ttrpg and Mm -hmm. so my uh my players are playing as kids who are trying to go through uh this this house or whatever that's uh that one of their one of their parents owns but one day they like move something and find this mysterious door and decide to like go inside and it's a dumbwaiter mm-hmm. i cannot tell you how quickly because my table was uh two latin people and then two white people the mm-hmm. one latin person that's a woman was like i'm not dealing with any of this i'm not touching anything i'm not looking at anything i'm not going in anything i'm not doing any of that no i don't care i know this is a game and i should be taking risks but i'm not doing it everybody else was like Slide open that, slide open the door. Let's see what happens. (laughs) So I wanted to go up and I was like, there's going to be hell to pay because you know there's some scary shit that's going to happen to you. If -hmm. anybody ever goes into a haunted space or a space that could be haunted in one of my games, trust something terrible is going to happen to you Mm -hmm. on principle. You should have known better. So You shouldn't be surprised. (laughs) The worst thing too is that I'm like pretty in tune with like ghosts and stuff, but it takes me like being there to be like oh this house is probably haunted yes you know yeah. like until i'm like in the space i'm like oh la, la, like a white people brain la, 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 la. This is, <laughs> you know uh but then like i'm in the space and i'm like oh yeah you like get a vibe when you walk in and you're like mm. yeah how long do I'm i have like, to be here oh. like there was one okay i don't know like there was this neighborhood by daniel's parents house and I don't know what the fuck was wrong with this neighborhood. But, like, as soon as you walk into the neighborhood, like, the energy, and it's, like, a normal suburban neighborhood. But it's, like, the energy, the birds stopped chirping, the wind stopped blowing. It was, like, 
I thought, like, I walked into, like, the ninth circle of hell. I was like, we need to go. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's wrong here, but something's wrong. Nope. I was like, I need, I feel like we're, like, on a burial ground of some sort. Like, I don't know what happened on this land that all these houses are built on. Yeah. But I was like, I need us to turn around and leave. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. Like, it just felt like something bad was going to happen. And nothing's yeah. happened in that area that I know of. And I don't know. It, like, felt like, like. Do you ever see Stepford Wives? Yeah. Yeah. All of the houses, like, felt like that. Like, they all no. looked exactly the same. I was, I don't know. And, like, it was the way, like, the animals stopped everything yeah. that, like, really freaked me. I was like, Daniel's, like, longboarding because he's been in this neighborhood before. He had, like, people that lived in this neighborhood. So he didn't, like, pick up on the same vibe I was. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. I'm like, we gotta go. We gotta go. Like, you could not pay me to buy a house in that neighborhood no like it just i felt like it was gonna blow up you know what i mean yeah fuck that yeah i don't know what's wrong with it but like so far nothing's happened like it felt like like i don't know like it felt like a sinkhole or something was like some sort of natural disaster was going to occur yeah like quickly and i was like i don't know i don't know what's going on here don't like it i'm a big fan of trusting your instincts when that happens yeah big fan yeah Mm-mm. so we turned around and we immediately left <laughs> and we longboarded yeah. elsewhere no i mean like like having vibes like that like i went on a trip one time when i was like when i was a kid like in pennsylvania like i said like almost everything is haunted up north like mm-hmm. everything is haunted because everything's so old like everybody has died in at least one of these places mm-hmm. so um there was a place that was like right across from like my elementary school and part of the gifted program they'd have you go out and do excavations so you'd mm-hmm. learn how to like take rubbings and stuff of gravestones and things like that because there was so there are houses that that are so old they have private graveyards like next to them or behind them up there mm-hmm. so this one house is like a super old historic house people still live there um they yeah. still allow people to move in i don't know if they still do though because it started to be a problem um but like there was like no one would ever live there for more than like a year like six months mm-hmm. to a year people would be like all right well i'm gonna move out and like We'd never hear from the person who, like, left. So, like, there'd be a kid in there, and then one day that kid would just, like, not be at school anymore. And we'd be like, oh, my God, what happened to Johnny? And they'd be like, oh, his family moved. They didn't want to stay in the house. So, like, nobody could stay in this house. So then finally one day this kid comes in, and, like, I'd, I'd known him for a little while. Like, he had been in our in our class for, like, a month or two. Mm-hmm. And um, he kept falling asleep at school. And so the teacher finally was like, what is the problem? Like, why are you falling asleep in my class? And the kid's like, I can't sleep at night. And, like, he had these dark circles under his eyes. And my teacher's like, why not? And he's like, I don't know. I just hear it talking all the time in my room. Like, it's, like, yelling kind of, but it feels really far away. And my parents never hear it, but I hear it every night. And so, like, I remember just being, like, chilled to the bone by that. This is, like, third mm-hmm. grade, right? I'm, like, I'm like dead cold inside. So years later, like, three years later, I'm in sixth grade. And we go to do the etchings and stuff and the rubbings at that house. Because the new owners are like, yeah, you can come in here. They have a kid. You know, they have two kids that go to school, one of them with me. So we're like at this boy's, this uh, this new kid's house, because like the other kid had moved out already, doing the etchings and stuff. And the kid like didn't want to like touch anything. And everybody's like, why not? He's like, because sometimes I see a Native American man just like walking around my house at night. And like, I always call out to him, but he like never stops. He just like goes right past my room and down the hall. And like, Mm -hmm. I see him all the time. And so I remember everybody just like looking like, what the fuck? Right. Because like none of us had actually heard of anyone seeing any of this right 
So all of us yeah. are just there, like, freaked out, right, trying to just, like, do our homework real quick to get the fuck out of there. So we mm-hmm. all go back, and, like, I'm in my, my teacher's trailer, and she looks, like, visibly disturbed. And I, like, I, I was like, Mrs. Horvat, what's the problem? Like, what is this house? And Mrs. Yeah. Horvat's like, I'm on the Historical Society board. That's a house that, like, is known to have problems. Like, multiple people see. Like, there's a Native American man. There's a colonial woman ghost Mm -hmm. that people see and they fight and then her husband and apparently something really bad happened there and somebody was buried that had like died an untimely death yeah and like that house has been haunted and every single person that's moved into it has had to move out because of like crazy shit that happens in the house and seeing visions and shit and the kids could never sleep and like like for i mean it's been I think the last time I heard some heard of somebody saying this, I was talking to a coworker that was from that area, and he said the last mm-hmm. time he left, someone was still living there. So it's just been like a rotation of families yeah. over and over again in this haunted ass house, and it, it's it's a house that sits by it like by itself, mm-hmm. like there's nothing else around it. It's like the house, the graveyard, and then like across the street there's like a nursing home, and then across the street there's like an elementary school, and all the way to the right there's a grocery store, and all the way to the left, but there's like all this land around this house and like nothing Mm -hmm. gets close and nothing grows on the land it's just like a fucking lot with this house on it it's so fucked up it's so scary and people just keep moving (sighs) in and i'm like y'all who moves into a house with a private graveyard i need to know okay (laughs) i had friends who did that they like moved into a house with its own graveyard and they thought it was the coolest thing and i was like no listen i love being goth Okay, I mm-hmm. love goth stuff. I love spooky stories and monsters. Will not mm-hmm. move into a graveyard house. Will not do it. Correct. No. Correct. Couldn't. Pay I to have me. considered moving across the street from graveyard because it was a very pretty property. And again, yeah. I'm stupid. Well, that's but, the closest I'm getting is across the street. Yeah. And even that's too yeah. much. Yeah, I will. If it's a pri- like if it's a private graveyard, then like the chances of an actual graveyard being haunted slim. Right. A private graveyard means they lived in that home. Yes. High probability that that house is haunted because yes. that means that, you know, they cared a lot about being in that home. Yes. Yes. No, that's not for no. me. No. I'm not doing Absolutely it. Absolutely not. Will I'm, not do it. I will I not be literally, tricked. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know there was a private graveyard at this, like, girl's house until we had already, like, gotten to the city to visit them. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst night's sleep of, of my entire life. I was very stressed out. I can't imagine. My dog was unhappy. I was unhappy. It was mm-hmm. weird. And I was yeah. like, all right. And we like spent one night and we're like, all right, bye. Bye. We'll see you never. Bye. Yeah, never again. No. Yeah. Intolerable. They have since moved. But yeah, no. I was like, why would you not be like, hey, by the way, graveyard absolutely an important detail to tell your house guests uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> yeah yeah no and it was like 1800s like there was like four headstones no all in the 1800s and then like this is like a redone house so yeah no mm-hmm. 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 no <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> Anyways, so oh, sorry, you, so basically, you're Babette Frenier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. going. I guess I trust you. You're in my house. You're not supposed to be. It's the morning, but also kind of the night, and you won't show me your face. 
but I guess I'll do what you're asking me to do. <laughs> me with my ghosts that I had in my house. <laughs> Yo, fuck that. Yeah. Okay, we have to finish this recording. Though. We're gonna finish it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so then it got to a point where basically the enslaved people started forming a mob, as as you do when you're slowly getting picked off. Of course. Um, yeah, uh, Lestat's dad is finally dying, and he's like tries to do this whole like, let me talk to my son lo- one last time, and Lestat's like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um. He's not into it. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. And then Louis had to kill the overseer because he saw Lestat, um, like, drink blood. Mm-hmm. But still didn't drink this guy's blood, which was good. Yeah. Louis thought, you know, this will, like, ward off the inevitable. But, again, it was inevitable. Yeah. Uh, all these people are finally just, like, revolting. Yep. Uh, Lestat tells Louis to just kill his dad so they can get out of there, which is just something. Louis's like, he's your dad. You kill him. And Lestat's like, that's a monstrous thing to ask. And I'm like, (laughs) isn't it monstrous asking for for fucking patricide, though? Isn't that? Yeah. No? Okay. Like, what? (laughs) All right. It's insane. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. And then Louis has to torch his own plantation, Mm -hmm. which is just awful i mean um, i'm fine with it i love seeing rich wealthy plantation owners uh, have their entire fortune sink so fair yeah. i meant it on the standpoint of like the stat not only asked him to kill his dad but it's also like torture fi- family familial home you know <laughs> i feel like if louis would have agreed to just murder all the all the enslaved people that Lestat wouldn't have asked him to torture it yeah, no, I, he would have been like, we could just get more. Like, yeah, I feel like I feel like he's very much just like, like I feel like that in that moment you see how petulant Lestat is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's such a like, because yeah. like you know that he's testing Louis. You know that he's like, hey, burn your fucking plantation. That's the only solution. Or we mm-hmm. can make sure that nobody talks about us ever again. And Louis's <laughs> like, burn all the stuff that I don't care about because you're already spending through all my money. Great. I'm going to burn it. And yeah. That's like, like you could tell that he's like please i was just kidding don't and louis yeah. like no i'm doing it fuck it i don't blame him like Me i probably either. i would have done the same thing because like at this point louis like who cares whatever. it's another thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't even so, like these people i want to go to the city <laughs> yeah yeah right he's like it's fine like i tried to have uh I tried to like make this all work, but obviously, you know, we're going to just get followed around wherever mm-hmm. we go. Mm-hmm. But they have very little time until sunrise. Honestly, they don't plan their days very well. Like they have such a limited amount of time and they're always almost running out. Always. Eternally. You know, such. I'm telling you right now. Sloppy is what it is. <laughs> modern day vampires all have camper vans. Yeah. With blacked out windows and curtains inside. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Because like, you know, who's going to question you and your little coffin van? I'm not even a vampire and that actually sounds like a really great time. You can like work whenever you want to. Sleep whenever you want to. Oh, I'm totally getting a weekend camper van when I actually have money. Yeah. Like that's a goal of mine. Yeah, that's the dream. Yeah. 
right? I just think it'll be great. Yeah, no, their their planning is terrible, and I'm surprised. That's like the one question I feel the boy has not asked yet is why y'all so bad with time <laughs> every fucking moment of the story you're like and then we had to run for our lives <laughs> like no, you're vampires like five why do it? yeah like I why know. do it man y'all are like ferris bueller or something <laughs> just fucking Facts. make time like what's wrong with you <laughs> like at this point how do you not have like a safe clandestine location multiple you know? safe clandestine locations like yeah Louis could have built like a vault in the ground like five minutes into this book and didn't. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Like if I was a vampire and you know, we live in Florida. Okay. Like it's it pretty sunny. You're, we're not getting the Edward Cullen no. overcast skies, you know? No. So I would have multiple safe houses because I like to travel between where I live currently and my friends' houses who live an hour away. Absolutely. Plus, I like going to Tampa. I like going to Miami. Mm-hmm. So I would have a safe house in each of these cities that worse comes to worse, I have somewhere to be. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. And, like, it's funny, too, because I feel like modern vampires, worse comes to worse, when in doubt, you've got, like, a sewer. But that wasn't a thing yeah. in the countryside. Like, the closest they have is, like, the crypt where, or not the crypt, but, like, the the, like the prayer room or whatever that louis built his brother mm-hmm. that's kind of a crypt sort of yeah um but even that like the the enslaved people found out about that shit too so that's not even safe anymore like i mean realistically modern vampires if you have your car trunk you're good yeah that's true you can crawl in from from the back seat yeah yeah just like lock yourself in hope nobody steals your car like park in a decent safe location yep and then crawl into your car trunk because there's no light getting through that bad boy it's true That'd be a really funny book. I wonder if anyone's ever written about that. Vampire gets desperate, sleeps in the car, car gets stolen, vampire has breakfast. Apparently there's a uh, self-published book about a werewolf um, and the wolf gets adopted by a really nice lady because he got caught by animal control. He gets adopted by this nice lady oh my god no i haven't read it i've just seen people talking about it on tiktok yeah it's like a spicy book Ooh. yeah yeah you let me know when you find that (laughs) yeah when i figure out which book it is i'll let you know but yeah apparently he goes home with her because she he thinks she smells nice and i'm like 10 out of 10 would read (laughs) same vibe you know what i mean like maybe i'll just like write that down really quick about uh I, I have to like do this because otherwise I'm going to like start writing something that I don't have time for. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to quickly just jot down. Oh, this pen was uncapped. Hopefully it still works. Let's just uh, vampire sleeps in trunk. Vehicle gets stolen. Okay. Now I can devote my brain space actively. Uh, <laughs> vampire okay there we go i just have to do that for myself because it's like as soon as you start writing again it's like a it's a steep slope you know because then your brain's like ooh, ooh, what if we did and i just have to jot it down and then i can put it away you know make it a later problem yeah future rachel future rachel problem um but yeah so this is the point where uh the interviewer guy asks Louis if he likes Babette, and he's like, I mean, maybe, I don't know, just possibly. <laughs> Stop asking me personal questions or whatever. 
It's like, Louis, this is not the time to be coy. You're telling your life story here, man. Yeah. Spit it out. <laughs> yeah. And then Babette lets them stay the night, but she's locks them in her wine cellar, which honestly, good choice. Very good choice. Would do the same. Yeah. yeah. So then she comes down the next night and Louis like, wow, she's like so hot though. Like she looked really hot. <laughs> she's so pretty. Lestat's like, she's a fucking cow. I hate her. <laughs> oh, you like her? I hate her even more. I hate her so much. Ooh, I hate her. <laughs> Louis like, watch. she gave you a home. And Lestat's like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. She's it terrible. It makes me want to watch uh, Interview with a Vampire. Because, or not what we do in the shadows because Uh i know it's like supposed to be like this interview type style yes yeah i want to watch it really bad have you seen the movie Uh -uh. or the tv show Uh -uh. oh you are in for such a treat you're gonna you're gonna have the best time yeah you're gonna have the best time start with the movie okay and then watch the show okay yeah it's just great I've been wanting to watch it since I saw the audio on TikTok where they're like, I can't even speak the name of the vampire who organized this monstrosity. I can. His name is Mike. Fucking Mike. (laughs) And ever since I saw that TikTok audio, I've been wanting to watch it. Yeah, it's great. Let me know when you do because it's so fucking funny. Like it slays me. I'll live tweet my thoughts to you. Please. (laughs) Um, So things start going downhill fast. Babat is like, I literally heard you killing all of those people. Um, <laughs> I don't trust you, though. And then Lestat's like, I'm getting the courage ready, and we're going to like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and Louis like, I can salvage this relationship. No, you can't, bro. No, you can't. Let her go. Yeah. See, and, and then this, Louis- then I'd argue this is the first time Louis gets somebody killed. Mm-hmm. like this is the first time that like his hubris like just fucks up the situation and i feel like that's the theme of this book is like louis fucking shit up um because lestat is a petty bitch who can't like handle anybody who thinks for themselves right but this is mm-hmm. like one of the first times i think that like louis should have done something differently to save everybody and instead just 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 balls it all up just fucks it right up yep like yep. hard <laughs> yeah and then I do like this little tense moment wall break where he's like, okay, maybe I should stop the story here. And the interviewer's like, keep going. <laughs> the boy's like, please, I'm in it now. Yeah. yeah. Pulling the dark curtains closed. Yeah. <laughs> Literally me anytime I sit down to like read a chapter of a book and then I'm like, oh mm-hmm. no, I got to keep going. Sorry. All right. Well, mm-hmm. RAP me waking up at 9 a.m. <laughs> vibe that's when me with this um matthias 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 midas jesus christ midas the king midas wrote telling yes it's hard because it's a d how do how am i supposed to know it's m-i-d-a-s yeah i agree though like you know (laughs) hard d <laughs> Don't mind me, just 12 years old. No big deal. Oh, children. <laughs> so then Babette's like, you're a fucking demon. And Louis's like, no, but I promise I'm, well, I'm not not a demon, but I am really nice. <laughs> okay. He's, He's like, like remember all those mother. times that I didn't eat you? Remember that? You remember yeah. that time I was in your house and I didn't feast on your blood? Well, I mean, that's got to count for something, right? She's like, no, get out of my house. <laughs> 
Honestly, the most like reasonable person in here is Babette. Yes. She's like, listen, I just want to like take care of my family's estate in peace. I understand that you were a homie and you were like, listen, girl, they're going to come and try and take your stuff. You got to be steadfast. You got to put your foot down. You got to fucking girl boss this shit because somebody's going to come and try and take everything you've got just because there's no man on this plantation anymore. And like she steps the fuck up, right? It's a proud moment for mm-hmm. women of all kinds. However, then they go back, they double back and make her fucking crazy. And I'm like, it would have been really great if you could have just like left that woman alone to like do her thing and just like be a successful fucking person. Granted, she's yeah. no better than anybody else. I can't really feel sorry for her. She still owns slaves and is mad disrespectful to the black community. However, yes. <laughs> as a lady type person, right? As a mm-hmm. lady shaped person, um, I will say that I admire the fact that he tried to be an ally to her and like give her that information. But her Christianity just fucked it right up, which like Christianity mm-hmm. fucking up the feminist agenda. Tale as old as time. Right. <laughs> like, like on par. This I'm saying this book is like so old and it's been written it's like mm-hmm. it was written so long ago. But like all of the things it talks about are still absolutely current events. Like, I feel like that's so yeah. hilarious to me because it's not a book that's trying to be like it's not a book that's trying to have like discourse about the state of things presently. But Mm -hmm. it succeeds just in talking about the same shit that we're dealing with now that people were dealing with then and in the 1700s. Like, it's just nonsense. Like, it's so crazy to me. Do you think about, like, right now, I'm kind of thinking about the good place where they were like, it's not that hard to get into heaven. And then they go down to the earth and she's like, I bought an apple and I lost 10 points because (laughs) it came from (laughs) a farm that underpays their workers. Yes. (laughs) That's how I'm feeling about, like, being proud of Babette, but also being, like, she still owned people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, girl boss, but also, like, now I kind of feel bad, like... <laughs> girl boss who gaslights and gatekeeps. Uh-huh. Literally. <laughs> Literally. This is the gate that you cannot leave because you belong to me because you're a person who's also somehow an object. So, yep. you stay right there. <laughs> like okay (laughs) oh my god yeah so louie after giving this girl a mental break proceeds to have his own mental break and um like talks down about like how he doesn't know who he is what he is all this stuff she tries to light him on fire that doesn't really work no um the stat then drinks from babette but Louis saves her in time, which, you know, really causes her to go crazy. Yep. And then he decides that um, they're going to NOLA. They're playing. They paid someone to get them drinks. And Lestat's definitely going to kill this person when they get mm-hmm. back. But now they're in New Orleans, which is honestly probably a better place. Like, if you're a vampire, you should not be in a rural countryside. No. <laughs> like, You'll get found out so quickly. Yeah, it's a real poor choice, especially in a time when, you, like, it's normal to have a bunch of people around you all the time waiting on you hand and foot. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, I do. I mean, we talked about this a little bit last time, but I admire Louis's like, little sick boy routine that he did. The <laughs> draw the curtains. I can't be seen in the light. Like, I'm a really big fan of that. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's like the one good way to be a vampire is just by being yeah. generally sickly. Cause back in the day, like lots of people were generally sickly because like a paper cut could take you out. So like literally mm-hmm. anything you could be in bed and people would be like, yeah, it seems right. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. I just, <laughs> I like the idea that nobody thought to like look into that further. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, they have no reason to not believe, right? They're just like, yeah, seems seems legit. Like, they're like, yeah, that sounds about right. And Louis like, see, I can't die. Damned forever. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, boy, you chose this. Like, I feel like he's there's like this is like he's like the ultimate like cis white guy sometimes like mm. having a bunch of power and money like didn't make him happy right then like yeah. not having any power or money didn't make him happy now he has power and can take as much money as he wants still not happy never happy forever sad yeah just forever miserable and can't like recognize the position that he's in like sometimes and I feel like because this is all being told from Louis' perspective, like if there were a book that was the same exact book but written from Lestat's perspective, it would be mm-hmm. hilarious. Because <laughs> he would just complain about how like Louis is just like a bitch baby the whole time. He'd be like, listen, all I'm trying to do is secure a future for us, make sure that we have a roof over our heads, make sure that we're fed, all right? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm not profiling anybody. I'm taking a look at somebody and saying, you know what? They look delicious. And I just have a little bit. Like, I'm not doing anything crazy. And Louis like, you're out there fucking raping and pillaging the masses. Like, you're taking everybody out. And Lestat's like, I am just doing what it is in my nature to do. I am a lion that is lioning. That's all I'm doing. All right. I'm not getting crazy. I'm not taking more than I need. Like, there's like no middle ground between these two yeah. men. <laughs> <None>. Literally, though. <laughs> Have you seen the TikTok video of the Gen Z vampire? No. Oh my god. Okay. It was like a little skit and it's like these cup like it's the Gen Z vampire FaceTiming his parents. Uh-huh. And the like FaceTimes his parents and he's like, Can I like come home for dinner? And then the mom's like, Are you still not going up to people's houses and like drinking from people? And he's like, It's like really hard to do nowadays, you know? And the parents are like, Why? You just like go up to the house, ask to be invited in. He goes, you know how many people don't invite me in anymore? They just say, come through. Or, you know, he's like, and I've tried, and that does not count. It doesn't count. He goes, I can't get into anybody's house. And then the parents like, no, all you have to do is you have to write them a formal letter asking for a formal, <laughs> formal, in- <laughs> a formal invitation to their home. And it works a- every time. I can't buy a stamp. The post office closes <laughs> at five o'clock. <laughs> And when I find the video again, I'll send it to you. But Please it's do. That's very adorable. Good. And I'm just thinking about this right now. What if, like, Louie and Lestat had a Gen Z vampire in their, like, little group? Like, how do you think that would go? Yo, they would be fucking toast, dude. There's a segment yeah. in What We Do in the Shadows in the movie about that where they turn somebody that's young. Um, and it's hilarious. But, like, it's just so... I, I can't imagine like I can't imagine like it's probably awesome being a vampire these days because everything like a lot of stuff is open late um mm-hmm. like you can like walk up to a McDonald's at any time and there's at least one person outside talking on the phone that you can just like mm-hmm. sneak into the shadows behind the establishment um mm-hmm. but at the same time I'm just like everybody's on their fucking phone now there's like night vision cameras and shit so people can absolutely take a picture of you doing whatever dirt that you're doing behind that dumpster right someone's totally filming that for their fucking instagram live like let's be real right like it's probably such a nightmare for current vampires i would only hope that the not being able to be on camera also applies to video or on um 
mirrors would apply to video cameras because that's the only way a vampire would survive i mean i'd hope so but at the same time because cameras are everywhere and because everybody (laughs) and their fucking mom now has one on their iphone it'd be easier to find out who's a vampire because if you're taking a selfie and there's a man behind you and he's not in the picture like i'm gone like i don't care if i'm on a moving fucking train dude i'm audi 5000 like i'm done like i'm all an ass so like if that is a rule, that's probably worse for vampires because everybody's always taking pictures. Like everybody's being a shithead. Can you imagine being at a funeral? Like there's that old adage, right? Like that old like cliche where like somebody's at a funeral. It happens on Buffy all the time. They're like in their fancy suit. They're in the coffin. And everybody's like all like, oh no, poor, poor Steven. He's gone. Oh no. Ah, vampire. Right. And nobody sees it coming. <laughs> like, yeah. There are people out there who are so tacky, they will take a fucking selfie with somebody in a casket and be like, deuce, deuce, grandma, love you so much. Like, hope you're happy in heaven. Like, it would be really easy to find out who was a vampire if you couldn't see them in (laughs) pictures. Because everybody's always taking pictures all the fucking time. Yeah, I just, I don't even know how you do, you'd have to go to like a remote location. Yeah. Like, you'd have to, somewhere that wasn't. Like, there's so few places that don't have, like, constant video cameras. Like, I have. Yeah, you know, I don't like even know where you Either primitive spaces or, like, um, that movie slash comic book, 30 Days of Night. That would be mm-hmm. a really great place to go. Because, or, like, they go up to Alaska and, like, they go to, like, a place where, like, it's dark for 30 days at a time and they just stay there. That, that would, would be smart. Or if you did the uh, whole thing where people you like take people on like retreats you know and oh, then man. you can just be like oh yeah, yeah. wellness vampire coach <laughs> yeah wellness vampire coach or cult leader those cult are your leader. options cult leader that one's easy just buy yourself a big house fill it with people mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. get them high as a kite maybe they won't remember or you just work it into your lore you make it part of your mystique yeah, I'd be like, everybody's got to do a blood sacrifice. It's Tuesday. <laughs> I poured into this little goblet. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> Lots of tangents in this episode. It's fine. It's fine. Everybody will enjoy it. It's whatever. So, Louis believes he's damned. Don't know what gave him that idea. But <laughs> Listen, he's been hanging out with Babette too much. <laughs> yeah literally though it's got a lot of like christian um i don't remember what that's called but like, oh yeah brainwashing. Christian guilt. yeah brainwashing yeah. and guilt poor thing yeah i think one of the most interesting things about like this time between him and lestat like lestat's really trying hard to like be a bro and like help mm-hmm. him out of his like pit of despair he's like listen guy i know you really like drinking rats and stuff you just like slice one open, you pour it into a wine glass and you're good. Look at this. Isn't this wonderful? It's wonderful. Drink that. This is awesome. We can do it. And Louis's like, I just want to die. And Lestat's like, holy shit, dude, I'm giving you like eternal life right now. Like I'm giving you eternal <laughs> life right now. You can like do whatever you want in your life and you like won't even drink this rat's blood. Like I just, I just fucking cannot with you. I'm going to go out. I need to be away from you right now. I can't be in the same room with you. <laughs> The stats also that guy that's like, oh, you just had like a rough breakup. What if we went to the strip club? Yeah, that you happy? <laughs> the stat is the Barney Stinson of vampires. <laughs> and then he's like at the strip club and he's just like crying over his ex. You know, <laughs> I don't know him. 
yes, he is sitting next to me, but I've never met this man before in my life. He's like, let's go. Anyways, uh, lap dance. <laughs> Yo, he like brings the two women. Like, he has those, those. Well, I guess I'm skipping ahead. Excuse me, I don't mean to skip ahead. But like, in the next scene when he's like trying to cheer him up, and he's like, "Look at these girls I got." Louis's like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> I guess one of them's pretty or whatever, but no, I'm just gonna sit here and be sad. Yeah, too depressed. Tears. Too depressed to look at these women. The women are like, "We don't like you anyway." (laughs) He's like, "Your sadness is boring me." (laughs) It's offensive. Your tears, offensive. (laughs) Yeah, him going out in this. Louis going out in the streets, though. Like to me, that's like what happens next is like the biggest just desserts for like all his pouting. Like it was so Mm -hmm. shocking to me too. I don't think I. I don't think I saw this coming in the book. Yeah, I definitely like didn't. The streets. Yeah, like he's like roaming the streets, yeah. sad and miserable, mm-hmm. doesn't know what he's going to do next. He's all crying and shit. It's raining. Like, it's very dramatic. And like, yeah. he like hears the little girl crying and I'm like, what's this about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the second I read, I hear a little voice. I'm like, no, don't do it, buddy. I'm like, oh, God, don't do it, buddy. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh... So then this five-year-old girl is crying besides the body of her dead mother. Gross. Begging Louie to do something. But, like, this mother's, like, already decaying. Like, hardcore dead. Yeah. Like, I don't know how long this girl's been here. You know? Yeah, and, and then, she's, like, filthy, too. Like, she's, like... Yeah. Like, the whole place is just, just full of squalor. Yeah. And then Louie, because he's, like, out of his mind, because he's so... Like, he's hangry. Mm-hmm. and like i don't know he's a dirtbag just yeah. like the saddest um he decides that the the best course of action is to drink from this child such poor choices yeah <laughs> such poor, like he won't drink from babette who's a grown-ass woman that's already been bitten and already blooded mm-hmm. but i am going to drink the life essence of this actual child yeah and then can't stop himself mm-hmm. like is having too good of a time drinking from this child. And like, it's funny because when I was younger, like when I, the first time I ever read this, I was a kid. Like I was far too young um, to probably be reading this. But my mom had that rule about not watching anything rated R unless I read the book. So I was like, I'm going to apply myself so I can see this sexy move- looking movie. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what sexy Fire. is, but I'm pretty sure it might be that. Um, yeah, <laughs> and like, I remember thinking like, well, you're 10. And five is only half of that. So that's not weird. And now I'm an adult and I'm like, no, this is gross. (laughs) Now I'm like, no, this is a problem. Five-year-olds are in preschool. They cry when you leave them home by themselves. Like, this is not, why are you drinking from this actual toddler? Like, yeah. Or it's like when you do the, when you're reading YA books, when you're like middle school, high school, and you're like, oh my God, like she's 18 and he's like 300, which like, again, I feel like they should be older than 18. But, yeah. you know, it's an inevitability if you have an immo- uh, like immortal life. You're never going to date someone your age. Right. And I'm, you know, cool with it. I hate when people shame people for enjoying that type of content. But I will say, freshly turned 18, why are all these vampires going to high school? Go to college. Seriously. N- no one's going to catch on to you in college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even literally I, be a student forever. Just go yeah, to different no colleges. One's gonna know. Yeah. yeah. Like you could just be like, oh yeah, I got a degree here and then I moved to California for a little bit. Like, 
Yep. Nobody would know. You can no. go to college forever if you really want to go to a school for some reason. Agree. High school? No. I'm good. No. You could I'm not okay. pay me no. to go back to high school. <laughs> no. You could not. No. no. And like people start rumors all the time. You're telling me nobody would figure out that you're a vampire. Everybody would know. Yeah. Listen, millenn- like if you're talking about like millennial Gen Z times, right? Or current events, everybody mm-hmm. would know instantly if you can't take pictures. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right there. Right. Like, already obsolete. I saw this thing where it said uh, if I, it was a TikTok and it was a skit that. Uh, um, oh, my God. What's his name from in Twilight? The guy who's like really beefy and strong that vampire i can't remember his name. it starts with an e emmett yes emmett then he'd be like a influencer like a fitness influencer on tiktok <laughs> and like would one that he'd be like a streamer and would 1000 percent let it slip that he was a vampire yes would not like be all of his fans all. would know yes and everybody would just be like cool with not saying anything what you're gonna want to do is a high protein breakfast here's how to make a shake with blood i mean tomato juice yeah tomato yeah. juice <laughs> that kind of shit 10 out of 10 can see it for sure <laughs> yeah i feel like if i found out an influencer like admitted the fact that they were a vampire and that's why they have like the gorgeous cheekbones it's not botox mm-hmm. i'd be like yeah i could see that you know what i mean like i don't I'd think be fine I, would with it. I think i'd be fine with yeah. it too <laughs> I, I don't I would not be mad. I'd be like, what's your diet though? Like are you killing people or is this consensual? Because if it's consensual, whatever. Yeah. You like do, what you am do. I gonna say? Yeah, like it's none of my fucking business what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now if you're murdering, that's gonna be a problem, you know? Yeah, but who are you murdering? You're murdering bad yeah. guys? Bad guys. Dexter of vampires? Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. It's fine. Do I'm you? cool with it. <laughs> yeah. If I'm if ever you, on your list, just give me a heads up because I probably didn't do it. So, <laughs> Yeah, if your uh, whole thing is that the people who didn't get brought to justice for raping women. Yeah, I'm here for you. Kill buddy. them. Yeah. yeah. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. So, like, he's, like, mid-drink of this child. And, like, her heart is, like, beating so fast and so hard. And, like, Anne Rice is one of those writers, like, Stephen King, that just, like, goes on for 17,000 pages about, like, one thing. And so she's, like, Mm -hmm. really going in about this, like, beating heart. And I'm just like, yo, this is a small child. Especially because in the movies, like, for obvious reasons, movies tend to age characters up. So when you watch Mm -hmm. the movie, like, Kirsten Dunst is, like, 12, I think, in the movie. And she's supposed Mm -hmm. to be a 10-year-old. They like they like double her age instead of her just being five, which is better because it's really hard to read a five year old going through all this. Mm-hmm. And then fucking Lestat comes, man. Of all the people to find Louis, like of all the people, I feel like it would have been better for a random stranger to have found him than Lestat. Like, yeah, this man is never going to hear the end of it. No, no, <laughs> he's, he's not. never. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, look at me. <laughs> Fucking big tough Louie. Oh, I can't drink rats Lestat. Me, me, me. What about the rats? But I'll drink a child. Ha ha ha. Like the rest of the book, he's gonna be like, remember that time you drank a kid? That was wild. Listen. <laughs> listen. If all of my friends became vampires and did like dumb shit, you have eons. Eons that you can like <laughs> pick at them for it. You know? Oh my god. That's probably I, the I worst part. 
I pick up my friends for things they did like 10 years ago, you know? No, I understand that. It would be hard to do. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I'm not a bigger person. I <laughs> would 1000% bring it up all the time. I'd be like, do you remember when you started um, World War Four? Because you I was there. Yeah, I was standing next to you. Okay. Yeah. And remember how you told me that you could handle it. And you could totally simmer down the situation. And then all of the countries of the world got involved. Yeah, because I do. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember when you got Area 51 on us? Because I do. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> do you remember when you leaked that uh, we were all vampires? And then we had to move countries and live in uh, <laughs> Portugal for seven years? Because I do. <laughs> fucking vampires have these like super impressive names vlad the impala right like yeah yours is fucking like jojo the big mouth shithead (laughs) that's what we're calling you now for three centuries all right history books will be written about you and that's what they're Mm -hmm. gonna call you (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep yep that's what i would do because oh my god (laughs) that's how you know your friends though is you just never let it go never yeah that's true that's the that's the best of friends yeah so um kids still alive which is good but uh louis uh louis then like shifts gears to like describe what it's like being a vampire every time they go to bed Mm -hmm. he says it feels like they're being like put under anesthetic but somehow lestat always gets up before him yep so i'm like is lestat drugging him good question or maybe it's something that like he needs to wait like maybe he needs to like figure out how to wake up better i don't know like i feel like we don't get an answer to that question in this first part of like why the stat is always so much more alert yeah i'm like unless it's something you learn with age how to manage i don't know yeah it could be yeah yeah i mean that supposition though is like perfect for going right into the next scene like Louis Mm -hmm. comes home from being all miserable and shit because like when when he's with the child Lestat finds him and like makes fun of him and like is shitty and like talks a bunch of shit at Louis and makes fun of the fact that he's like drinking from a kid and then like dances with like the mom's body and shit and there's like there's like blood like coming out of her mouth like this black fluid and shit like all over the place and And this kid's like passed out on the ground Louis's like I gotta go this is too much even for me right this is a lot I just drank a child and even this is too much so he's like roaming around the city which like I hear I, I feel that right he's like doing some you know some some soul searching mm-hmm. but then like when he gets back to the fucking room and Louis got these like two hookers in there and they're like all I mean Lestat has his two hookers in there and they're like all over him right and Louis's just like in the corner like ugh. I hate this party. Like, I've been that person at so many fucking college parties, I can't even tell you. Like, my friends are all partying, having a good time, and I'm just in the corner like, leave me alone. I just want to sleep. Does anyone have blackout curtains I can put around just my dorm bed, please? I'm so (laughs) over this. I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to go home. That's Louie the whole time. Like, just losing his fucking mind. Like, thinking about leaving, and then the little stat looks at him like, don't you dare fucking leave. And he's like, I just want to go to bed. (laughs) literally though and these women are like not noticing that this man is cold as ice like they say like oh my god your icy skin 
your skin is so cold i'm like and y'all just like drinking up like it's fine like people are yeah. just like and overindulging like he like sucks the blood of one of the women she passes out the other lady's like she's a bitch she can't handle you not like me yeah. i'm like ma'am I'm like girl what <laughs> get your life together <laughs> put your clothes back on literally. and go find a new job <laughs> literally doing? i oh my god I prostitute was... should be alert okay <laughs> Yeah, you gotta read those red flags, okay? Hello? Oh if you're God. gonna do sex work, you need to know that uh, this yes. is a little spooky. Like, this is really bad. And then all of a sudden, he's warm, and she's like, see, I warmed you up. I'm like... She's really putting in the effort, though. I gotta hand it to her. For sure. She's, like, earning her money, but she's not gonna be able to keep it. I will yeah. say, though, like, I think the reason that this comes, that this came across so ridiculous to me and this isn't mm-hmm. something that I really realized until like half half the way through the scene. It's like we're not dealing with electricity, right? We're not mm-hmm. dealing with like light switches and stuff yeah. at this point. We're dealing with like candlelight, right? Like mm-hmm. in this room where like these two women are and where Louis is and where Lestat is, like their eyes are fine because they have like their vampire vision or whatever and they can see even in the darkest mm-hmm. dark. But the women are there and like everything is candlelit and like I just it it's something that I've never really considered before like the the idea of like obviously when all the lights are on in a room you feel safer because you feel like you can see everything right Mm -hmm. but when you live in a time where that doesn't exist you have to like acclimate to feel safe in candlelight but candlelight has so many shadows like it throws all kinds of shadows against every surface. So can you imagine like being this lady? Like, of course you're not noticing that your friend is like bleeding out like next to you because there's like a candle like lighting just her face and she looks like she's sleeping, right? You're not going to yeah. realize that there's like this dark pool of blood like under her shoulder because you can't see it. Yo. Yeah. Like that makes it so scary. Like that mentality of like you can't really see very much. Like having having been a, a Florida person for some time now a resident for some time now Mm -hmm. and like gone through several hurricanes where there's no power and you have to use candles like sure it can be romantic but also there's a lot of things that you miss and if something was hunting you in the dark you're not gonna know like you're not gonna know until it's like on you you know let alone a vampire that you're like trying to mack it with like it's it, it was over before it began for those two women yeah after this last hurricane though i've decided i'm getting camping gear i'm getting a fucking camping stove i'm gonna have canned soup on hand at all times during hurricane season because i am over it i lost power for like two weeks it was terrible and i could not i just could not survive yeah yeah you're gonna catch me with a can warmer (laughs) living it up (laughs) yeah man this is what i'm saying though like i just sometimes like historical fiction like i'm reading it and i'm just like no but then like an event will happen like that where you like get Mm -hmm. brought back to the stone ages and you're like all right i guess that's kind of believable then never mind yeah i might have been a little too quick to judge (laughs) having a shower with a bucket i was like all right (laughs) i get it i get it all right (laughs) whatever they're like yeah i had like warm each bucket over the fire and then so i could take a warm bath and i always was like why would you do that like wouldn't you just take a cold and then you know i took a cold bath and i was like okay all right <laughs> you know what i get it fuck Never this mind. shit yeah nope. uh, i i completely understand <laughs> i will not judge you ever again thank you oh my god so 
Yeah, basically, Lestat kills both girls. Louis like, you know what, Lestat, I'm leaving you. I'm over it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lestat's like, there's literally no other vampires like you, Louis. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to find anybody to hang out with. They're going to think you're weird. <laughs> Such peer pressure. <laughs> Such peer pressure. You can't go be friends with anybody else because I'm the only person that would put up with your heinous bullshit. So, And then Lestat says that Louis is his slave. And I was like, yep. Oh, I yep. mean, what? <laughs> like, he's not wrong, though. Yeah. Like, he has unwittingly become his slave. Like, he yeah. he, do- he does so much for him thanklessly. Like, mm-hmm. and without any kind of recompense whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. like, it's it's a hard truth. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it anymore. You go fuck yourself, Lestat. I'm not doing it. And then, like, five minutes later, Lestat's like, are you sure, though? You yeah. Sure? positive uh, master manipulator honestly <laughs> look at this girl she's suffering you're just gonna let her suffer you're just gonna let her like sit here bleeding out this is a terrible way to die look at how much pain she's in louis you could end this you could end her suffering right now and louis like oh i hate you so much ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you really get me buddy you really get me oh yeah i see what you're mm-hmm. doing like such mm-hmm. passive aggressiveness between these vampires yeah and it's very good it is it's so juicy so it's so juicy (laughs) so lestat um is like trying to like read one of the girls it's really weird and then she's like she's dying and he's like torturing her Mm -hmm. for no reason just for fonzies yep and then louis louis finally just drains the girl dry to like put Mm -hmm. her out of her misery Yep. Lestat like kidnaps Lewis and makes mm-hmm. him drink blood, which is very strange. Yeah. Um, and then he kidnaps the little girl, and then Louis gets like hypnotized in a way to like turning the little girl. So like I think it's because Lestat knows how to like prey on his like his because Louis keeps his humanity. Like, he keeps mm-hmm. more of his humanity than most vampires. So that's, like, what Lestat is, like, a master manipulator of. Because, like, after Louis, like, there's that whole part where Louis, like, realizes how much Lestat did before he brought those girls home. Like, he, like, goes to, he, like, he like calls the authorities and tells mm-hmm. them, hey, this little girl's alive and she's, like, living in filth. And they, like, go get her and put her in an orphanage. So then she's, like, with other kids her age and she's, like, on the mend from this fucking vicious vampire attack. And she's, like, mm-hmm. trying to live her life, right? And, like, bounce back because kids are really, like, you know, fucking versatile. And, like, they, they're they really good at, like, being hardy, you know, because they're mm-hmm. young. And, like, he, like, he basically, like, triggers him. Yeah. Into making the, into, like, feeding on her a second time. Because he's, like, remember how good it was? It was really good. Yeah. I have her here. Like, he takes him to the orphanage like they're going to adopt this child as, like, parents or something. Like, it's so fucked up. Like, it's so fucked up. Like, the mind games this dude is playing are just, like, next level. Like, for the 1700s, these are, like, some real 2000s mind games. Like, there could be mm-hmm. an MTV TV show about this. <laughs> like, Facts. Facts. <laughs> and then, you know, basically, Claudia fully becomes a vampire and Louis gets baby trapped. Yep, that's it. That's it. Yep. Now we have to be together. We're just a family, Louis. This is what you wanted. 
Remember that time in like uh, chapter ch- in chapter one, part one, just the very first like four pages when you were like, I love having a family. Remember that? Yeah, well, we here got you go. a family. We got a family now. I bought us this really cute house and we mm-hmm. can all have coffins and she can sleep in your coffin because I know how close you are and you want to be a good mama. So here you go, buddy. And I'm going to go out every night and get us blood. I'm going to be a good papa bear. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, Ridiculous. that's basically what happens. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it is ridiculous. indeed. <laughs> Truly. Like, <sighs> just horrible. And, like, yeah. Louis is like, yo, you're dead to me. I hate you so much. <laughs> you're dead to me. I can't stand you. But also, I'm not going to leave because we do have a child. And that's important. And I'm like. And he's like the nuclear family. <laughs> just go, dude. Just go. It's not Literally. worth your time. It's not Literally. worth it. Literally, oh, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's insane. But that is all we're going to have time for today. Because <laughs> a good note to end it on, I think. I think so, too. Um, especially because there's, like, that's an opening for, for our next discussion. A, about this mm-hmm. boy that's been listening the whole time and is like, what the fuck is even happening in this story? <laughs> yeah. Just sweating, you know? Yeah. Louis's like, are you okay? The boy's like, what? Did you ask me something? I'm sorry. I was too busy thinking about you killing yeah. a child. My yeah, bad. He's like, um, he's like, am I okay here? Like, what are you eating right now? <laughs> yeah. Can I get you a delivery boy? Is there something yeah. I can do? <laughs> he's like, do you need a drink? I think oh I might need a drink. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but Candace, where can the people of the internet find you and your stuff? You can find me doing a variety of things. Uh, you can find me at that Candace girl on Twitter until that crashes and burns um and then you can find me everywhere else at candace the magnificent um i am a ttrpg performer um and a writer so you can find me doing that kind of stuff all over the internet uh, if you follow me on social i al- almost always post where i'm going to be next um and if you're into twitch and video games and legos and ukulele covers please head on over to my twitch channel which is candace magnificent um for some fun stuff and hijinks yeah. And you'll also be here next week. And I we'll sure catch will. You all then. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>